Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. It's a top two teams in the Metro battle it out edition of Flyers Daily. And welcome to Flyers Daily, your March 4th episode. Jason Martinez with you. Everybody, if you have not subscribed, please do do so. If you have not left us a rating, please do so. If you have not left us a review, and you can, please do so. Um, By the way, real quick, before we get to the meat and potatoes of this game day edition of Flyers Daily, let me tell you, to prepare your lightsabers and stormtroopers and make plans for the Flyers Star Wars Day on March 14th. Grab your ticket to the game with a special offer and score an exclusive Flyers-branded Star Wars T-shirt. And make sure you shop now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Flyers back home coming up tomorrow night. I'm a Star Wars nerd, too. I've seen the movies, every one of them, like 100 times. So I'm kind of geeked out on Star Wars. But nonetheless, game day edition of Flyers Daily. Flyers and Caps tonight. We'll give you a little preview of that game. It's going to be a huge game in D.C. The last time the Flyers took on the Caps, of course, they beat them 7-2 to in Washington. So Washington will have a little revenge on their mind as the Flyers take on the Caps coming up tonight and a back-to-back situation as well as the Flyers will be back home tomorrow to kick off yet another three-game homestand at the Wells Fargo Center and another one of those teams battling for the playoffs right now on the outside looking in the Carolina Hurricanes will be in town uh, coming up tomorrow night but the, the task at hand tonight is the top team in the Metropolitan Division. That is the Washington Capitals. And uh, the Caps are a team that have been at the top of the division for pretty much the entire season. At one point, they were the President's Trophy leading team in the NHL as well. Uh, but right now, um, they are 86 points, not the top spot in the conference. They would uh, basically, if the playoffs ended today, they would face wild card number one, not wild card number two. The Bruins would get wild card number two, the team with the lesser record, if you will, even though those two teams are tied in points right now. That would be Columbus with 78 points and the New York Islanders with 78 points. And Columbus has played two more games than the Islanders. And as a matter of fact, this is a good time to take a look at the scoreboard on Tuesday night in the NHL. Um, one of the teams battling it out for the playoffs. Uh, was in action, a Metropolitan Division team at home, and that would be the New York Islanders. And they took a big one on the chin from the Montreal Canadiens, giving up six goals, three in the first, one in the second, two in the third. They finally got on the board in the third period, already down big in the game. And it's the uh, the Canadians who are not headed to the postseason beating up on the Islanders. I mean, that that is a really, really big sign to me. Barry Trotz teams very rarely give up four goals, let alone six goals, let alone at home, let alone when they're battling for playoffs. It's unbelievable what's going on in the island. I've seen some things that disturb me. I've talked about them here on Flyers Daily and just kind of scratching my head going, this team is trying to do everything they can to not make the playoffs. Um, Also, the Rangers go down again. They lose their third straight, lost twice to the Flyers uh, after winning six straight coming into that game against the Flyers. They now have lost three straight games, two to the Flyers, and they lost at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday night, 3-1 to one, to the St. Louis Blues. Colton Pareko with a goal and an assist in that game. Jordan Pennington had 25 saves for the Blues, and the Rangers failed to pick up points. 
we're almost ready to start getting the shovels out and pouring dirt on the New York Rangers. And the Penguins were also in action, and they finally ended their six-game losing streak, and they beat up on the Ottawa Senators 7-3 to um, in that one to gain the two points, put themselves within a point of the Flyers. Each the Flyers and the Penguins have each played 65 games, so no games in hand. And it was interesting because in that six-game losing streak, Crosby had one goal in that six-game losing streak, but he had zero assists and six straight games. I don't know that you could look back on his career and find six straight games where he didn't have at least one one helper. That's amazing, and that's, a, that's very telling. Brian Rust also had the hat trick uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Evgeny Malkin had four points as well. So the Pens get back on track, at least uh, for now. We'll see if they're able to build on it, and a 7-3 win, and really a nice uh, game uh, as well last night as the Bruins went down to Tampa. What a game this is. The top two teams in the Atlantic Division battling it out in Tampa, and it's the Bruins who come away in a playoff-style game, 2-1. to one. Vasilevsky with 33 saves, but in a loss, Jake DeBrusque and Brad Marchand, your goal scorers for the Bruins. So what does that mean to the standings? Well, let's take a gander and look, because the Flyers right now still holding on to that second spot in the Metropolitan Division, 83 points, three points back of the Washington Capitals, and all of these teams have played 65 games. Cap 65, Flyers 65, Penguins 65. Caps with 86 points. Flyers with 83 points, and the Pittsburgh Penguins with 82 points. So obviously, you look at the game coming up tonight where the Flyers take on those Washington Capitals. It's going to be a monster game down in D.C. Flyers, with a win, can get within two points. And this is a really, I mean, this is a really, really tough spot for the Flyers. And uh, we'll see how they're able to handle this. I mean, they've kind of been defying uh, logic here or they just got. They're just playing really good hockey. We'll see if they can continue that. It's going to be a great game, a playoff atmosphere, a playoff feel to it. As the Flyers will take on uh, Alexander Ovechkin, who obviously is leading that team in goals, and uh, and the Washington Capitals. All right, so let's dig a little deeper inside the Washington Capitals because um, they're one of those teams that you look at and you, you obviously know that power play is so lethal. Uh, what that power play is able to accomplish is just simply amazing. After all these years with Alexander Ovechkin still getting it done, he's got 45 goals on the year. Uh, Washington averages 3.42 goals per game, which is fourth in the NHL. They give up the 14th most amount of goals per game at 3.03. Their power play is 16th in the NHL. A little shocking that it's that low at 16th, 20.3%, and the penalty kill is actually fourth in the NHL, killing off penalties at 83.3%. But all said and done there, good margins, good numbers for the Washington Capitals, and it's a big reason why they're leading the way. The other guy you got to keep an eye on, obviously, is John Carlson. Boy, is he having a year and a half. He's got 58 assists to lead the Washington Capitals on the season. He's having a career year. He's the front runner for the Nars. He's also got 15 goals on the season as well in 65 games played. Uh, he gets a lot of shots to the net, and obviously he's another weapon on that power play. Signed the big contract, uh, six-year deal, and uh, obviously John Carlson, another one of those guys, and Nick Backstrom, another guy the Flyers are going to have to keep a big-time eye on in the game tonight down in D.C. So can the Flyers get the two points? Well, they're riding a six-game win streak, and uh, th- this is going to be one of those games that you look at and you go, if they're able to get a win against the Caps tonight, then that the realism of that goal to get the top spot in the division 
is very, very real. Um, the Flyers will return after this game, uh, as I said, for that Carolina game tomorrow night at the Wells Fargo Center. That's kicking off a three-game homestand, and then one game on the road, and then three more at home. So after Washington, you'll have seven games uh, with six of them being at the Wells Fargo Center. And here's the deal. The Flyers have been great at home, 23-5-4. Here's the homestand, the two homestands, if you will, interrupted by that Tampa Bay game down in Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay. So Carolina tomorrow night, Buffalo on Saturday, Boston next Tuesday. Then they'll go to that game in Tampa on Thursday of next week, then come back home for three more against Western Conference teams. They'll get the Minnesota Wild, Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. I should say Leon Dreisaitl. Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers and the St. Louis Blues before they head out to Dallas and Nashville. So Flyers' advantageous schedule here at the perfect time of year, and they're playing good hockey, but the game at hand tonight against the Washington Capitals. Uh, Before we wrap up this episode, I just want to kind of um, touch on something that I got an opinion on because uh, hearing it on the radio and seeing it on social media, and uh, I see a lot of Flyers fans debating and upset about how the team is talked about um, via terrestrial radio and the radio stations in the city. And, you know, here's the deal. I'll I'll kind of peel back the curtain here. Um, When you're a talk show host and you do 20 hours a week on the radio, you know, you're going to have areas where you're stronger in topics than others. And it's when there's the topic at hand is something that is not your strong suit. Like for me, that was the NBA. I'm not an NBA expert. I never pretended to be an NBA expert. I called myself Mr. NBA because it was tongue in cheek. Um, but I never pretended to be an NBA expert, but I would never shy away from NBA talk when I was a talk show host um, because I thought I still had I had decent knowledge of the sport, but I also um, could could use my knowledge of other sports and make them applicable to NBA conversation, as in ebbs and flows of a season, um, players' willingness to do certain things when they haven't done them in their past, those kind of things. So not to avoid a topic of discussion, but sometimes human nature jumps in here, and some people... Um, they avoid a topic or they say they're talking about a topic, but they're not talking about the topic. And that's what I was hearing a lot on the radio. And what I want to say is flyer fans, if you're listening to this, let it roll off your shoulder. Don't let this, that kind of mentality of, well, uh, people were saying, we don't talk about the flyers. Uh, I'm going to tell you why we don't talk about the flyers. And then they call that flyers talk. That's not flyers talk. That is not talking about Flyers hockey. That is talking about radio. And that is talking about why you don't like to do something because you're not comfortable having that conversation. It's human nature to not want to make the number one discussion of your show something where you could, A, be exposed for not having supreme knowledge if you fancy yourself as always being right or a, a guy that you know, is, has knowledge about everything. Look, some people, there's some areas that aren't strong for some people. Not being an expert on hockey is not the end of the world. But I don't want to see Flyer fans continue to get upset and enraged by this this mentality of some talk shows saying, this is why we don't talk about hockey. And that's their conversation about hockey. Let it roll off your shoulder. Who cares? you got plenty of great outlets in Philadelphia to get quality hockey talk. And if you're listening to this, I hope you think this is one of them. I really do, with all my heart. 
I know I'm not for everyone, and, and I get that. And some people will probably go, dude, you don't know crap about hockey. And maybe I don't. Maybe I do. I don't know. All I know is that I love the sport. I love talking about it. So I don't want Flyer fans to let this lack of coverage on terrestrial radio ruin what you've waited for. We've been waiting for this. A team that it's not a flash in the pan. A team that can do some damage. And you know what? If the Flyers make the playoffs and get knocked out in the first round, yeah, it'll it'll suck. It'll sting. But what I know is that next year, there's a team that's built for the next six to eight years. I'll know this wasn't, well, they got in the playoffs, they got knocked out again. Now, every other year, playoffs in, playoffs out. That's not going to be the case. I've got a goaltender in Carter Hart that I believe is going to be special. I think he already is special. He's 6-1 in his last seven games. I have a defensive core already with Ivan Provorov, Travis Sanheim, Phil Myers, and others that is is way beyond where they young defensemen are usually in this league. And I got more coming. I got Zamula coming. I've got Cam York coming. I've got forwards coming. I had a year without Nolan Patrick as the second overall pick in the draft. And some people want to deem him a bust. You're idiots. <laughs> He's a skilled player. He will be a good NHL player. Some players just need a little bit more time. I've got Travis Konechny. I've still got Claude Giroux. I've got great players. And I got a general manager who has been savvy and made great moves. So I'm not going to let the fact that some talk show hosts don't want to talk about the team and really talk about the hockey element of it ruin this time for me. And I hope that you won't either. Because we've been waiting for this for a long time. So you know what? Everybody, let's sit back. Let's just sit back, enjoy the remainder of this regular season, see where it goes, get into the playoffs, and we all know the NHL playoffs are the best playoffs in sports. Let's enjoy it. Let's not let those people who don't really give one-tenth of one you-know-what about the sport the satisfaction of ruining it for us now that it's here for what we've waited for. There's your episode. Flyers caps tonight. Everybody, enjoy your hockey. Love is a burning thing And it makes the fiery Oh, yeah, like a child.